Hello and welcome to House Lights, the podcast that reviews recent entertainment coming from multiple platforms. This week we are talking about TV shows that outlive their lifespan. I'm Carly Graham and today I'm joined by reporters Wendy Guzman and Eli McCohen. Guys, go ahead. Tell me about TV shows that you think went on too long, why they needed to end years before they did. Hit me with it. All right, fine. Well, I'll, I'll go first. First of all, Carly, thank you for having me, a fellow sports broke, um, <laughs> on to the podcast for the first time. Shows that went on for way too long. The Walking Dead, which did either of you watch that show? I did not watch it, but my parents did. So every once in a while, I would see little bits and pieces of it. Okay. So The Walking Dead was a show that was like, all the zombie shows are usually awful, but this was one that was actually pretty great. And I was a diehard of the show, loved it. And then when season seven comes and season eight starts, it gets to be the most repetitive thing I've ever been a part of where... Every single time they find a new place and they're like, oh, it's going to be great. We'll just build big walls and we'll be fine. And then there's another new enemy and they just a bunch of people die. And and then it's just it. And then like the show also doesn't only has two of the main characters from the first couple episodes and everyone else is completely new. So the show literally just outlived its lifespan because none of the same, all the characters that started out are dead. Literally the main characters in his family, all three of them are dead. Include, and I shouldn't even, yeah, yeah, three of them, all of them are dead. So it, that's a show that outlived his lifespan. Rotten Tomatoes, it says that season seven, season eight are both 64%, where at one point they were both all in the 90s. So that show, as much as I loved it, just an awful way to go out. And AMC's done, had a really good job doing it, typically. Breaking Bad was one that ended perfectly, but AMC just kept going after the money, and uh, Walking Dead just went out for way too long. So I'm glad that that's something that you brought up, because I've seen a lot of different TV shows try doing that, where a couple of the main characters either die or they leave, or they're just like no longer a part of the show. It's usually the actors just trying to move on, do something new, but... I would like to bring that up because I know that Wendy Guzman has a lot of thoughts about Glee and the very last season of Glee, I have big beef with because I think that if you're going to make a show about high school and then the main characters graduate, I think the show needs to be over. We, we don't need that next transition when they don't accurately portray it at all. Like, I hate that stuff. And Glee just let them continue and go on to college, but also bringing in new students into the little Glee club. So I would like to hear what Wendy has to say on that. Well, uh, Glee is very notably my favorite show for a number of reasons. I, however, would like to agree that it definitely went on way too long. I personally didn't mind maybe like the fourth season because it was really cool to see you know like Rachel Berry living out her dreams at Broadway and then like everyone else just trying to figure you know figure out what they're doing after high school and then some of the, the like good some other good characters like Tina Artie Blaine or Brittany Sam are all still in high school so it was cool to see them finish off past that point I think is where it just got 
very eh, just went straight down. Um, also then like, um, Corey Monteith, um, passed away, like when they started filming the fifth season and like after that, like that episode in itself was awesome. Just in general, like one of the best episodes, but like past that point, it just went right straight down. Again, it's my favorite show, so I don't mind it as long as it is, but it really was not necessary. It is a show that's supposed to be at at a high school glee club. Like you're the whole point, the whole reason why it worked from the beginning is because they're in Glee Club. So they can sing around like random songs whenever they want because they're in Glee Club. Okay, like now you're living in New York and you're in college. Like, why are you just singing randomly in the middle of Central Park? Like, that's where like you kind of lose the point of the show a little bit. I, yeah, there's definitely a lot there that I agree with. I think that Glee had. A couple things that they handled pretty messily. I think that they didn't have good transitions with bringing in new characters. I think that they they brought in too many new characters. There was just, like, too much they were trying to do at once, and they just kind of shot themselves in the foot when they did that. But then I would like to talk about a show that has been going on for a long time, but I still think is good because I just finished it. And so I just wrapped up season 10 of Shameless, That was my quarantine binge, and I don't know if either of you watched this, but let me tell you, this show started so strong, and then they had, like, a couple middle seasons that were, like, so bad and so messy and, like, not really worth anyone's time, but then when you got past that, they found a way to get good again, (laughs) which I think is something that a lot of shows kind of struggle with is when they hit a lull they just dig themselves deeper trying to come out of it. And that's, again, something that I would say is true of something like that 70s show. They kind of hit a rough spot, a rough spot there for a while. And then instead of trying to get better and restructure the show and anything like that, they just like kept getting worse. <laughs> and then they let the show keep going on after the main character left. And they let Jackie end up with Buzz. Yes. Oh my God, Jackie and Hannah with Fez was just not right. There, there, there was just so much wrong with that. There was so much wrong with most things in that show. Towards the I end, I need to watch it because I, my girlfriend watched it. She used to tell me to watch it. My mom watches that show and like everything else. I need to get on the bandwagon and try that one out. You do, Stuff especially if you like The Office. I, they're they're very different shows. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like they do kind of like they have the same fan base, like. People that like sitcoms, I don't know if this is just me. I'm a big sitcom girl, so I'll watch, like, all of them. But that 70s show is definitely, like, one of my favorites. And it always, like, a little bit had, like, the same energy as The Office to me. Even though they're, they're like, very different premises. But yeah, then let's let's talk about The Office. Because I feel like this is one that most people our age have watched and have gotten to binge once or twice or five times. So, Eli, tell me about your take on The Office. Best show ever made. Um, Love The Office. It's, I think one of the things about The Office is that everyone always talks about when they watch it is how, like, everyone always bashes The Office after Michael Scott, Steve Corrales' show. 
which is fair. The show does go, is not as good when he's not around streaming. That's what she said. And just making like, incre- like just, just as like one of the worst bosses of all time, but it's just, he's so funny and it's so great. But I still think after he leaves, the show still actually continues on really well until the very last season where they bring in the two new guys that they call like Dwight and Jim Jr. And then they have, um, who's the, they bring in, oh, I don't, the Nellie, I think is her name in it. Don't like her as much in the show. Even though I like her as an actor, she's like really funny. I just didn't like her character. But I have a hot, apparently this is a hot take. I didn't think it was. But apparently everyone hates Robert California, which I think he is one of the funnier characters, like, in the show. Like, the one-liners that he has in the show are just incredible. They're just amazing in some of the things he said. But I think it's also, like, talking about, like, in like in a normal business, like, managers and stuff, your bosses are going to change. And your bosses are always going to be really weird. Like, Michael Scott was just, like, completely, like, inappropriate and just like name it he, that was him but like robert california was just a straight up creep he was really weird like but he was also just like it was he was so like weird it was funny like when he talks about being the lizard king to andy that is like one of the like i laugh the that is one of the, like my bigger laughs during the office and then in that season where they go down to florida and dwight's leading a team and he's like waking him up at four in the morning and Jim sets up like the whole murder scene in his room and stuff. Like it's some of the funnier moments come from when after Michael Scott leaves. And as much as like the stuff is funny before, like I still thought the show up until that last season where they decide, Oh, let's have Pam and Jim have like this weird thing with their relationship where Pam's like flirting with the boom guy and the microphone guy was one of the weirdest, just, it was a weird turn to take that one. And the last season's awful, except for the finale. The finale was, I mean, French Kiss, great. But, like, it, the, the last season just as an entirety is bad. Every time I get to season eight, that's where I just go, and we're going to skip to the finale, and then I'm, I'm done when I'm bitching it. But great show. I love it. But it did go on a bit too long. I think that there's a lot about The Office that made them keep going even after their main character that was in Steve Carell left. And that's different things like them wanting more money and them having like a primetime show and it being really, really successful. And I don't know. I think that that was a show that throughout the entire thing had its highs and lows. Like the very first six episode season, I was not a huge fan of, quite frankly. I know that... They did it based on the UK office like that. They just basically refilmed the UK version, like pretty much shot for shot, like really closely, just with different actors. And um, I think that I just like didn't like that one as much. But then they like quickly picked it up in season two and they made it really good again. And then it was doing really, really well for a while. But then Michael Scott left and. One of like one of my favorite moments in the entire show, if not my favorite moment, was when they were singing the like the rent song to them, just like with the lyrics adjusted. 
and knowing that it's like Steve Carell's authentic reaction before he left and like I think the quote was like oh this is gonna hurt like a bitch and it was like you could see him like welling up and that was like his confessional scene I thought that was so good and then they just like kind of hit a lull for me like the show was still funny and it still had some stuff going for it but it just like wasn't the same like when you turned on the office it just like it didn't hit quite the same way that it usually would and so I think like losing that primary character was difficult for the show to have to go through and then I do think that they picked themselves up pretty well. I still watched, like, the last couple seasons after Steve Carell left. Like, I was still into it. I was still minding my own business, having a good time. But I do agree, they really lost me at season nine. I think that one of the things that made the show really, really good was that they were obviously, like, doing a documentary, talking about The Office and all the people in it and whatever. But then, very suddenly... They were like, oh, yes, there are people behind the cameras. You've never seen them before, but now you get to see them. And it was like, that's that's a weird move. Like, they were there the whole time, were never interacted with, and now we're just, like, supposed to believe that they're, like, pals and buddies. And that's just, that was weird. And I, I agree with you that that, like, kind of, that, that was a weird way to end the show. And then... As you said, the finale was so good. That was, that was like, their saving grace. I think they ended that show on such a beautiful note. Steve Carell came back, got to see a beautiful wedding. It was just, like, a lot of good like, there. Where, where Michael's, I forget the exact quote, but, like, they're at Dwight's wedding, and they, they go back to Michael, and he's like, he goes, it's like seeing all my my kids get married, and then they, all my, or like, all my children had more, and, like, he says something that's, like, just totally awful, and that's, like, the only time you ever see him talk through it, that's what makes it funny, and it's just like, all right, that, that was a good way to end it, but what's sad for me, though, too, is like it came out like a couple months ago. One of the guys who was like a producer or a camera guy, he wrote a book about the show. And apparently Steve Carell did not want to leave. And that NBC, they basically were like, like it was like a power struggle between him and Michael Scott, where they were like, We can do it without you. And they were and he basically was just like, All right. And then they ended up getting rid of him. And it was really sad to understand, like, oh, he could have been there for another season or two. And like who knows what would have happened because it's it's just so sad that they, they couldn't just figure it out. That one, I think my brother actually just like mentioned that to me the other day that Michael Scott or like Steve Carell didn't want to leave. He wanted to be on the show longer. And I didn't know that the whole time I thought that he left like on his own volition to do bigger movies and do other things because Steve Carell has always been like a prominent actor. He's always been like doing other things he was in other movies and he's made a name for himself outside of the office even though like sometimes when people say like oh Steve Carell that's the dude from the office but he's also known for other things so I figured that it was just like he left on his own but then when I learned that it that was not the case that was that was upsetting to hear because I I think that he was like one of the strongest parts of the show obviously so having to lose that was really difficult. Cause it, it is sad because Netflix decided they were going to come out with Space Force where he was going to 
be like the new boss of like Space Force, which I thought when it first came got announced that they were gonna do it, I was like, oh my god, yes, like let's go. And it had a bunch of really good people in it, and I couldn't even finish the first episode. It's that bad. I, I was in, it, it's and I, uh, Colton Pouncey, who's the Michigan State, um, he's a, he's a Michigan State football and basketball reporter for the Athletic. He he's a huge office fan. He tweeted out. He goes, I couldn't. Even, I didn't even laugh once. I had to like force myself to laugh once during the show. And it it is sad because people always talk about reboots. And I know we want to get into this because we were going to talk about that as well. But like people have always talked about, like on SNL, they did a thing where they brought back a bunch of the office characters and were like, oh, you should do a reboot. And it's just like they would never get that same magic back where they just made everything work because like it just wouldn't work. It would be a disaster if they ever tried to reboot the show. We just saw what happened with space force and yes, it was different, you know, different like characters different whatever, but like it's so bad. I have never seen, I wonder what the rotten tomato score was. I really, I'm going to look it up, but you, you guys discussed how you feel about reboots. Hang on. I'm going to cut in really quick. I will not stand for this Space Force slander. To be fair, I only watched the first episode last night, but I did not not enjoy it. I thought it was a solid okay. I thought it was a pilot. I never think pilot episodes are that good. So I didn't get into the second episode because I was like, I don't want it right now. I'm going to put on middle ditch and shorts and call it a night. But I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. But as for reboots in general, mm-mm, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm never game for reboots. I, I always think that the idea of them is messy. And I've watched a couple because I am weak and I thought that they would be good. But alas, they were not. So if you guys want to touch upon any reboots and your thoughts on them, go for it. Yeah, I haven't said anything in a minute because I've never got past the first season of The Office. Still debating if I'm ever going to do that or not. Do it. <laughs> um, I think the first one that probably comes to my mind in terms of reboots that probably shouldn't have happened that sounded like a good idea at the beginning was probably Full House. Um my little brother and sister absolutely love Fuller House. Like, they, like they, my little brother, who's nine, had like you know can't comprehend emotion yet. He cried at the last episode of Fuller House, and I think it's so funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I watched it, and it was like, like I could see how they were trying to recreate the same energy of Full House. And I think it was cool how they managed to get so many of the cat, like basically the entire cast back, except for the Olsen twins for that like show. And everyone was super excited when it was like going to happen. And I think I myself watched maybe the first season or the majority of it. And I just couldn't after that point, because it just wasn't it wasn't the same. It didn't have to happen. You know, a little reunion episode to see what it was, you know, what their lives were doing. But like four, four or five seasons of whatever else is going on, I really don't think was necessary. I don't know what you guys think or if you guys watched it. I didn't watch Full House, but I know one thing. So I'm, I'm a big Parks and Rec fan as well. Um, Parks and Rec is an incredible show. Ron Swanson is my hero. 
He is one of the funniest characters, like, and TV characters ever. Um, but, like, they did a little thing during this whole, our whole quarantine thing here where they did a little bit of, like, a reunion kind of thing. Like, I thought that was cool. And I think they could do something similar with The Office. Maybe not as much of, like, the behind-the-scenes thing, just because mm-hmm. it's... I, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but the behind-the-scenes stuff when they do that doesn't necessarily, like, if they want to talk about good old times, that's fine. But, like, sometimes that could be put in, like, a Twitter video or something or, like, a quick YouTube clip or something. But if they wanted to do, like, a reunion, like, half, like, hour special type of thing, that I would I would be up for that for a show like The Office. But, like, because Parks and Rec I thought was kind of funny. But I, the reboot thing, like I said, it's so hard to re, just rekindle that magic that you had. I don't... I can't think of a show that I've watched where a reboot went well. I just like the only time I've ever seen like Brooklyn nine, nine's one that kind of comes to mind, but that was almost different because it got canceled after one of its seasons. And then it moved to, I think it went from NBC to Fox or Fox other way to around. So, other way around. Yeah. Okay. So it's like Fox to NBC, like, that's but that's like a little bit different because they just kind of had a smaller gap and it kind of transitioned over. But like, I just I'm so against reboots. I just can't do it. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even consider that a reboot because they were never like not together. If that makes sense, like they they were like in a break. But you get that between seasons, anyways. But. I, like, the one that I did watch that I, like, was so convinced that I was going to love because I, I loved That So Raven when I was growing up. I loved that stuff so much. That was my favorite Disney show. Like, I was so into it. I was like, oh, my God, she's a psychic. She knows. She can stop the chaos. And so then... Raven's Home was a thing that came out on Disney and I was like I was so into it I was like yes I am a what like 16 or 17 year old girl turning on my Disney channel at 8 p.m ready to watch Raven's Home and I like I liked the first couple seasons I thought or not seasons let me rephrase the first couple episodes and I thought it was cute and I thought it was fun getting to see like oh what are they up to now but I think that's all I needed like, I, I needed, like, what are they doing now? What happened when the camera stopped rolling? And you're good. Like, I don't know. I Like, I agree. I loved the Parks and Rec thing. I loved their little, like, checking in via Zoom. And I thought that was so funny and so cute. And also, the, literally the day before that came out, I finished the entire series from when I was, like, re-binging it. So, like, the next day, I got to watch it live on NBC, like, the little, here's what we're doing. And I, 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 I missed that when it came on TV, and I remember I had, was really excited about it, and I didn't get to watch it, and I haven't seen it yet. But. I, I want to get, it's on Hulu. Uh, I want to buy, there's, they, they have in a poster form the Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness, or, or the, the pyramid that he has. I, I almost bought it. I mean, they, you know where they do, like, that poster sale at the Union every year? Yeah, like, I almost went and did and bought it, but I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And But I'm kind of sad that I didn't because I want it for my house next year up at school so bad. So bad. I don't know if U-Fest will be happening this year, but we can hope for the best. Maybe this is the year you can get it. Frame it. Put it by the entry into your home. <laughs> 
just like just in case it's so great he's like one of my favorite moments for that too is when he goes like he walks in or he's on a park he's in a park and they're like sir you can't do that here and i don't even remember what he's doing and he just he hands him he goes it's okay i have a permit and it just says i can do what i want ron i just i love his energy and i parks and rec is so great and it's mainly just because of ron swanson and leslie no like i just such a great show i i just wanted to bring up another great ron swanson moment i love when um when the coffee when he broke the coffee machine and he just like left in the center and he's like who broke it and they're all like arguing to try to figure out who broke it and he just comes back into the room locks himself and then he tells the camera he's like i broke the coffee machine (laughs) and just leaves them there to argue over who broke it (laughs) that and the when he's in he's i don't know if it's lowe's or home depot or wherever he is and he goes, someone walks through, like, can I help you? And he goes, I know more than you. And then just keeps walking. I just, it reminds me so much of, like, my dad sometimes when he does, like, the, the I know more than you thing. And it, it that one always kills me. I, like, anytime I see that clip come up, I have to watch it. I have Ron Swanson is one of my favorite characters because... Nick Offerman is just, like, so fundamentally different than he is in real life. It is, like, shocking to me how different these two men are, but also how well Nick Offerman portrays Ron Swanson. I think, like, I can't imagine it being literally anyone else. But then also, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman had, like, a little show together where they did, like, woodworking, I think. And I thought that was so cute and it like it still makes me so happy. And I think that one of the reasons that the Parks and Rec little like get together went so well was because they're all like still friends and they still talk all the time. And I know that that's still true of like things like The Office. I know that there's a podcast between I forget their names. Jenna Fisher and Angela McKinney, Kinney, something like that. I don't know her last name. The girl I forget who, her last name, but you're close. Yeah, it, it's something in there. The girl who plays Angela. They have a podcast together called Office Ladies. They're publishing like pretty much every week. They talk about stuff that happened like behind the scenes and what's going on on the show. But I don't think all of them have maintained that level of friendship. I think that probably a couple of them have, like, gone off on their own, like, and I feel like, I don't know, they they just, like, wouldn't have that same level of connectedness. Well, like, doing a reboot, like, do you really think uh, John Krasinski would come back? Exactly. John is the one that I would be worried about. Like, he's the one that would, like, never do it because he has moved on. He has made a bigger name for himself. And like, he's, like, it's not even like as much about him because he's like everything I've seen from him. He's like an awesome dude. I'm sure he would like try to be a part, but like he's also like he does Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, which is also awesome show. Highly recommend. Um, also, like I'm not a horror movie person at all. This one isn't even a horror movie, but A Quiet Place is so good. Those movies are so good. So like, I don't know if you like with everything he's got going on, like because. Because even um, Steve Carell, like, after this, like, he was in Anchorman 1 and 2, which are some of my favorite movies of all time, but, like, and he's been in stuff, but he, I wouldn't say from The Office that he's grown. I think The Office was a little bit more of his peak, 
And that, I feel that same way with everyone. Like, even um, the guy who plays Dwight, uh, Rain Wilson, hasn't really, like, he was in, like, a Godzilla movie or something similar that was really bad, and he hasn't been able to quite break off from being Dwight. Like, John Krasinski is the one I worry about just because, like, would he even have the time to come back and do it? John truly just, like, kept getting better. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like when you watch the show, you can, like, genuinely see his acting getting better. And you can see his, like, I I guess, like, his oneness with the role kind of improve. And I don't know. I feel like as you like as you said he's doing bigger things like jack ryan and a quiet place and there's going to be a sequel to a quiet place soon so i don't know there's there's a lot there and i i don't think they would be able to secure him for a reason there's a lot of versatility too like being like this guy who's like a half ass at work type of attitude like in the office to being an absolute hard ass in jack ryan and then being in a quiet place where like he basically doesn't talk most of the time. Like it's pretty it's got versatility. He's been a hell of a actor. And he, like he's been doing, um, what's the, it's like good news thing where he's been doing like only good news. Like he shares like really good stories and stuff, which has been cool. I, one of my favorite guys from the office by far. I was told that I think it's called some good news. Mm-hmm. That has That's- been in the works for like a while. And it just like, this was like the perfect time to do it because what else is he going to be able to do? So I think that he also just like sold the rights to that to CBS. So they're going to pick it up and keep going with it. So that, yeah, as you said, like he's just very versatile and just like has so many different things going for him. Yeah. And I want to bring it back though, to like the things going on too long and I want to make, because I'm here, I'm a sports pro, I have to make the analogy here. Like, the thing the thing about, like, the everyone when they talk about sports and they compare, like, ratings from the NFL to the NBA to all these sports, they're always like, oh, well, the NFL has such high ratings. Look at this. And it's like, well, yeah, they have 16 games that mean the world every single game where baseball has 162 games that are incredibly after a while just meaningless so like it's the same thing like shows after a while when you have like 20 episodes or like 20 seasons it gets to the point where it's like oh well we've seen jim and pam have a really romantic moment like 30 times now so like that doesn't have the same impact as like this or like we've seen in the walking dead like 80 characters come and go or in Glee, we've seen people go and graduate and move on. Like, we don't need to see more people come in and graduate. Like, it's the same thing. It's the same concept as, like, sports where it's just, like, you have 162 games that are so, after a while, it's just, like, you get bored and you see the same thing happen over and over and over and over again. Things just, when you have a shorter, more condensed thing, it just means a lot more. That is a good analogy, but as a big baseball fan, I will say I love I, I love that content. I love all of those games. Oh, I do too. Because like as a diehard, like for everything, like I'm always into just like give me more content, give me more. But like all, especially right now, I'm bored out of my mind. 
but like it's after a while, it's just like, I'm not going to watch 162 Tigers games where I watch them lose eight to zero because we're God awful right now. Like, it's just, I don't want to see them lose 80, 80 game, like a hundred plus games in a season. Or I don't like, I don't want to watch Jim and Pam, like, go through more deeper into their relationship when we know they're already married. And like, we knew even if they were going to have troubles, like you're not going to divorce them in the last season. Like we knew that wasn't going to happen. So why are we even acting like it's going to, you know, it's, it's like, we know the tigers are bad. So do I really need to watch 162 games to find that out and see what the end story is going to be? I think that shows have the ability to go on for a long time if they have creative enough showrunners who can come up with different ideas and do different things. So I just want to very quickly mention one one set of shows that have continued to be good this whole time. I'm going to bring up American Horror Story because there have been a lot of seasons of that show, but the way that that show is structured is it's like one season is like its own story and then there's a new story the second season and it like all resets so I think there's a couple seasons where there's like a little bit of crossover but nothing too crazy and I don't know I think that that's one of the reasons that some shows are able to go on for so long is because they have creative ideas and they like plan this out ahead of time and they know what they can do whereas I don't know and then what's your favorite season what's my favorite season asylum okay by far asylum um just the one scene where they where they do the name game i love the singing of the name game so i'm there for that i'm also i'm like a really really big fan of the first four seasons i'm a little bit behind right now i'm not gonna lie to you i've missed the last couple and also i really <laughs> hated season five because i don't like blood um Which was season Season five was Hotel. Oh, okay. I never, yeah, af, at that point is where I, like, fell off the whole show. <laughs> so. Yeah, season five just, like, was not for me. I I thought everyone did really well in it. Like, Lady Gaga killed it in that role, but it just, like, was not for me. But then I know that this is something that people want to talk about because it is the show that literally never stops for no reason Let's talk about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, I have some takes, sort of. So I put off watching Grey's Anatomy for years. Like, I started it last summer. I don't know of you two who's watched it. Okay. Oh, uh, there's so many. There's so many things in the show. Okay. Well, do you care if I spoil anything? Go for it. Go for it. I'm never going to watch it. I'm never going to watch that show. I hate that stuff. I really like shows where it's, you know, a central cast, like characters that have these plot lines that thread the show, but then every episode sort of focuses on completely random new characters that the main characters have to deal with, if that makes sense. So shows like like Grey's Anatomy, like Supernatural, um, Ghost Whisper is one. Um, I don't know what other ones, but there's quite a few. So once I found out that Grey's was like that, I was like, oh, okay, like I need to watch it. I, there's, I think 16 seasons of it right now and coming. And 
like I I started last summer. I could not watch any farther than season eight. Absolutely could not. By that point, like three of the main characters were already completely gone. Like one of them just dies out of nowhere when he was like about to have like a really cool, like a new transition was life. Then the next episode, it's like, oh, he got ran over by a bus. And it was like a favorite character. And like, they didn't know who he was. So like, cause his face was deformed. So he was like a John Doe cause they didn't know who it was. And they figured out who he was because he like did a thing on Meredith's hand, the main character on her hand and put like then his nickname like was numbers was 007. So he did that on her hand and that's how she, they knew who it was. I so, like, yeah. So I, and that was like one of my favorite characters. And then soon after that, my other favorite character also left the show. So I was like, what the heck? And I just stopped watching it. The only reason why, and I know what happens in the rest of the show other main characters die and it goes even but like my little sister has been watching it pretty much since I've been home so that's how I've been like kind of up to into speed like every once in a while I'll go and like watch an episode or two with her so that's kind of I've been like keeping up to it but like I don't know it's not bad though I'm watching it and I don't mind what I'm watching but it's so different from the beginning I'm just like did it have to go on as long as it did like it can be stopped at any point now. How soon? Also, with this whole COVID thing, it's a show about doctors. Like, there's going to be at least another two seasons for sure, just revolving around the pandemic. So, like, I don't even know how much longer of this show we really have, but it's probably going to be a while. And one other thing I want to say, because I know we're c- coming short, is like, sometimes they do cut it short, though. Shout out Game of Thrones for the last season for cutting us short and rushing everything in two seconds and making one of the worst seasons ever to an amazing show. But I, sometimes they cut it short, and that's I, it makes me really sad. It does. I, yeah, on that note, I would like to say I agree with both of the previous sentiments that were stated. I think that some shows go on way too long, but it's also important to make sure you kind of pre-plan before you jump right in and you have to like figure out how you want to wrap up your loose ends because some shows are not good at that but um yeah yeah on that note thank you guys for joining me today on house lights and thank you guys for listening